0: It's the other one. Mike's Daily Podcast. This is FFFF episode 2200. Mike's. Daily Podcast 89 2289 How you doing? Are you fine? Are you going to whine? Are you going to be Mike Matthews' best friend? And then you're going to send me an email or something You do it at Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com Or you can call me at MM 336-MM-DAILY And that's alright Because I'm on This podcast with you Mike's Daily Podcast I got some fun helpful facts to impart to you Mike's on this show. Daily. FF episode. Podcast. 2289. Yeah! 2289. Did you see the podcast picture last show? Oh, it was so brilliant. Niles. Niles is this town on the fringes of Fremont where... It has a lot of old houses. And so I have a cool picture of this house. And these, I guess, are they called lilies? These little pink plants that pop up with the beautiful petals. You see it all over. Is that why they call it Petaluma? I don't know. Cause I saw a bunch up there. This is Niles though. This is uh, about two hours South of there. And you see them all over the East Bay as well. They like the climate in the Bay area. In this part of California, so see that picture at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. I guess we'll, well, we'll, we'll just dump, dump, dive. We'll dive. We'll dumpster dive. We'll dumpster dive right into this topic today. Here at Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Tun, the last place on Earth. I pulled this article from a very well-known magazine, and this article came. About December of last year when apparently We were really thinking we were going to hit a recession I guess we we're always thinking we we're going to hit a recession But particularly December And here's today's podcast picture Of last year we were really thinking it These days we're more thinking about inflation And how that's bad for the economy And gas prices are going up and all that The podcast picture today is of a cat One of the two cats that I am now basically overseeing My lovely lady friend and I are overseeing these two cats And Basil would not He would Not approve of this The late great Basil the Boxer Sorry Basil Although I think Basil would have liked Radler Radler the cat Radler a type of German beer With lemonade in it It's refreshing dang it So Rodler and Patches are two feral cats that we have befriended. Rodler was the one that was caught by a neighbor who's not really a next door neighbor. She's a neighbor like, I'd say three blocks down. She's quite a ways away. And she had, she's really big on putting these signs up around the neighborhood saying, Hey, does anyone know who this cat is? If you don't, I'm just going to send him to the pound. And then my lovely lady friend inquired about the cat and turned out that the cat did go to the pound. And then we found out that the cat was going to get killed. And so we basically took responsibility for this feral cat who, who had ended up adopting us and is now the most unferal like cat you've ever met. Very friendly, very kind. And then there's this other cat, Patches, who the podcast picture is of today. The first time we've had a podcast picture of Patches. Lots of plosives in that sentence. Patches has been visiting my house at least for the past year. So Basil the Boxer passed away almost a year and a month uh, to the day. And when he did... We experienced Oh, tremendous sadness We're still very sad about it But These cats Would visit the backyard And we named them Because we'd see them come by And we put a little bit of food out for them There was one named Orson Orson vanished Orson was actually friendly Big, black Kind of looks like Rodler but the, the uh, much bigger than Rodler And he vanished We don't know what happened to Orson Because he was big Thus Orson Like Orson Welles Then there was a cat We saw come by a couple times We called him Odie He was a black cat But more short hair And he'd stop by And then disappear Eat food and leave We haven't seen Odie in many months But Patches Patches has been coming by For I would say a year I'd see him in the backyard This little patches of white And black mixed together Patches Maybe he should be called Rorschach It looks kind of like a Rorschach test He's got these little ink blots And he's just the great he's, He's turning into this really kind He was always skittish Always like if you even looked at him he'd run away And lately he's become very friendly And actually lets me pet him And he came into the house He's been in the house a couple of times Very, you know, he tried scratching the furniture We yelled at him He stopped So that's pretty cool Because cats apparently Do not understand punishment I read this today In a quiz On Bing and I use Bing because I get points that I can then use, like at Starbucks or Amazon. And I give them a plug, and then I get them a slug, and that is sometimes Bing gives you the most bizarre search results. But at any rate, this uh, cafe, at any rate, the cat patches, and and cats in general do not get. Uh, they don't understand punishment. They do understand emotion. When you say in your voice, "Oh, sweet cat, sweet kitty," they understand that and that's loving, and they get that. They they have that part of the brain. Their brains are very similar to humans, and they get the whole that kindness thing. But when it comes to punishment and you're angry and upset, they don't get that. They don't understand it. Isn't that interesting? It's not part of their brain setup, and their tongue setup. You know the tongue of a cat Very rough and coarse But, and also they don't drink water like dogs do Dogs have that little lip that they can in, They can tilt, uh, bend the, the tongue to grab water Cats can't do that They have to drink much more quickly They can't drink as much water as fast as a dog So it's important to keep cats hydrated When it's hot like it is today In Podcastro Valleyton but cats on their tongue do not have the receptor for sweetness. They can't taste sweet. Isn't that interesting? As we go outside a cafe, anyway, we're ringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Drove, Alleyton, the last place on earth. So that's a picture of Patches. See it at Mike's Daily com, Where you can also, there is a link to where I will be on the radio tomorrow between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., playing music, playing. Big songs From the 70s, 80s and 90s You can hear it At the link at com. So This article Was written about What to do To get through a Recession Or a downturn Downturns are, are very Tough on employers and, and their employees The good news is that If history is any indication Economic slumps are rarely insurmountable. Based on past recessions, there are pragmatic actions that winning companies take. For example, many businesses understand, they, and they understandably cut their advertising budgets during hard times, but history shows that reduces their exposure when they do that, when they make their cuts. Ultimately, it reduces their demand. After Post, the leading cereal maker, going into the depression, reduced its advertising budget during the depression, second place Kellogg's, increased its ad budget by 30% and quickly overtook Post. When a recession comes, don't stop marketing. In addition to maintaining their marketing businesses that offer short-term discounts, weather recession's better than those that hold firm on pricing. Although this reduces their margins, studies show that temporary discounts are highly sought after when money is tight. As revenue decreases, so too must budgets. Although some cost-cutting is encouraged, research shows that those who make precise cuts fare. Better than those with wide Ranging cuts for example Reducing employees hours Introducing furloughs and providing Performance pay all grant Continued access to Your existing talent without permanent layoffs This affords you The necessary manpower to try new Things instead of doing more on your Own so the Company I worked for when The recession hit They all gave us They gave us a Cut And they stopped The match to the 401k That they were doing which they still have not Brought back as of yet But When the recession or when the end Of the year came they brought Us back up To what we were making before The pandemic before they had To do all that So And it's interesting because We live in a world Since this article was written Where a lot of people quit their jobs Recession or no They said hey I don't want to work In the office I want to keep working from home Goodbye And they just left And there is a lot of that I don't need this job Type attitude Going on But that changes on a dime, that literally And it changes so quickly, it could all change Developing a growth mindset Extreme cost cutting in that vein It fosters a siege mentality This leads organizations to aim low, succumb to pessimism And focus on survival instead of growth What new opportunities can I take advantage of now? How can I grow is what you should be asking and retaining loyal customers rather than investing in lots of different seedlings. The world's largest competitive pumpkin growers put their sole focus on the pumpkins with the largest growth potential. While this principle is true in times of plenty, experts agree that it is even more important when times are tough. Your most loyal customers deserve the most attention Interestingly enough My company that I work for The radio company A big radio company It actually saw its revenues increase A lot of other large radio companies That made cuts and furloughs And that sort of thing Are also seeing revenues on the rise Recently, this is within the past month Employee upskilling Recession often forces businesses to reinvent themselves but retraining or upskilling employees must always accompany that change For example, ask your employees to come up with their own personal development plan then help them fulfill it by allocating time during the workday to do so You could also pay for online training, credential courses, micro-learning classes that all helps with building technical skills This all from Blake Snow BlakeSnow.com And he writes for the Costco Connection So thank you Blake Snow for that Alright Now the other thing I wanted to cover on this podcast today Is something that we have a little bit of At the beginning of the show And that is music We have a little bit of music We have the Mike's Daily Podcast song And so, music is important Studies uh, More studies are needed to confirm the potential health benefits of music Some studies suggest that listening to music can have the following positive effects on health For example, it can improve mood Studies show that listening to music can benefit overall well-being Help regulate emotions and create happiness and relaxation in everyday life Listening to relaxing music, generally considered to have slow tempo, low pitch, no lyrics, has been shown to reduce stress and anxiety in healthy people and in people undergoing medical procedures. If you're in the middle of dental, dental surgery or, or more invasive type surgery, this is good. You know, whenever I get any dental work done, dentist office is playing This uh, music It's always mellow 80's music I wanna know what love is That song Is so firmly equated To somebody drilling in the back of my mouth Now sorry Lou Graham Mick Jones Foreigner Lessons anxiety Music does And studies of people with cancer Listening to music combined with standard care reduced anxiety compared to those who received standard care alone. Studies suggest that music can enhance aerobic exercise, boost mental and physical stimulation, and increase overall performance. It also has shown that repetitive elements of rhythm and melody help our brain form patterns that enhances our memories. And and our memory retention in a study of stroke survivors listening to music Helped them experience more verbal memory Less confusion And better focused attention In studies of patients recovering from surgery Those who listened to music before, during, or after surgery Had less pain And more overall satisfaction Compared with patients who did not listen to music As part of their care Music therapy has also been used to help enhance communication Coping and expression of feelings Such as fear, loneliness and anger in patients who have serious illness And who are in end of life care Listening to music can also help people with Alzheimer's Recall seemingly lost memories And even help maintain some mental abilities Studies of children With autism spectrum disorder who received music therapy showed improvement in social responses, communication skills, and attention skills. And live music and lullabies may impact vital signs, improve feeding behaviors, and In premature infants sucking patterns And may increase prolonged periods Of quiet alert states This all from GetHealthyStayHealthy.com GetHealthyStayHealthy.com And uh, Oh Pfizer Helped with writing this So if you're an anti-vaxxer You may not believe in that article at all Yes Speaking of (laughs) (laughs) anti-vaxxers Facebook has banned over 300 accounts largely from Russia that acted as a disinformation laundromat. The campaign enlisted Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok influencers to spread vaccine misinformation. The network was linked to FaZe, a UK registered marketing firm now banned from the platform. They banned hundreds of social media accounts Facebook did Linked to a Russian vaccine misinformation report The removed Facebook and Instagram accounts Largely operated out of Russia And baseless, baselessly claimed That the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine Turned recipients into Chimpanzees Chimpanzees Several memes circulated by the accounts used images from Planet of the Apes, the 1968 movie, made or released the year I was born uh, at the Universal Studios in Hollywood, where if you go to the Universal Studios in Hollywood, they filmed most of that there. AstraZeneca created, and of course, the final scene with the uh, uh, Statue of Liberty. Sticking out of the sand at that beach That was filmed in Malibu AstraZeneca created a vaccine based on chimpanzee genes When tests showed side effects This vaccine should be banned Otherwise we will all become chimpanzees Said one of these misinformation claims From this misinformation network There are two phases of this network With a five month break of inactivity in between Russia is still the world's largest producer of online disinformation So yeah Didn't hear anything about what they did for the 2020 election The 2016 election Well, we all know what Russia did with that What we do, what we believe or don't believe they did with that But yes, Russia is still very active in messing up us Americans with bad information. So always verify where you are getting your information. While the first wave of posts spread information, misinformation about the AstraZeneca vaccine, the second operation primarily targeted US audiences, posting false claims that Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine had a much higher casualty rate than other vaccines. So in America, we don't use the AstraZeneca vaccine. That's a European one. So here in America, Pfizer, Moderna, used to be Johnson and Johnson. So it's interesting that Russia Went after the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine Saying it had a much higher Casualty rate than other vaccines In the misinformation that they spread The campaign According to Facebook Functioned as a disinformation laundromat And enlisted influencers With existing audiences On Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and TikTok It also Posted articles and petitions On Medium, Reddit and Change.org Please, please, please If you reposted any of that Just close your social media account right now Just leave, well you can't close Facebook If once you're Once you've opened a Facebook account You've got it for life Here's what I say Take your TV Flush it down the toilet Throw it out the window uh, Your TV Your your laptop or your computer Just shut it down Because you are useless to the world at large With your misinformation Spreading that misinformation Because that's how this stuff gets spread around When the idiots repost it And this is why I don't even go on Facebook To, to read anything Because I know It's probably going to be wrong What I'm reading from other people Although I do post the podcast to Facebook But I have not liter- I, I, I am amazed by people that I know go, oh, didn't you see my Facebook post? <laughs> uh, let me look at my watch. What year is this? Or look at me. Let me look at my calendar. Let me look at my smartphone. It is not 2009. I don't care about Facebook anymore. Just to post my podcast is all I use it for. But please don't spread the misinformation. And if you subscribe to these influencers that spread this misinformation, Unsubscribe from them. Delete them from your your being able to watch them. Don't go to their uh, websites anymore. Well, I don't think you can. Because Facebook has shut down most of them. So Faze, a UK registered marketing firm, sent emails to influencers in order to recruit them for the campaign. Ah, so they got a little money, these influencers. Another reason not to trust them. Faze is now banned from the platform. It is unknown who hired the company. The cross-platform nature of the campaign makes it challenging for any one platform to see the full picture and demonstrates why a whole-of-society response to such disinformation campaigns is critical. Facebook's removal of the operation was possible due to German and French influencers who reported Faizi's outreach as well as the work of international journalists. The uh, Facebook took action on these accounts Not because of the substance of the content But because of inauthentic activity It did not come down solely for being anti-vaccine content This came down because it was a manipulation campaign And they saw that And they responded They know when manipulation campaigns are happening now Because they fell for it in 2016 The accounts also used astroturfing Which involves fake accounts posting comments To create an impression of a widespread opinion on a topic Astroturfing Be careful of the astroturfing If it happens That's how social media works In today's world Astroturfing Oh no, this is absolutely true What I just reposted on Facebook Because all these other people posted comments to it it's it, no, those are all fake comments or astroturfed. The network's first disinformation campaign came at a time when th- state media accounts in Russia to China were promoting their country's vaccine while amplifying negative stories about other vaccines. Ah, because Russia has the what that Sputnik vaccine thing. In the case of the monkey vaccine narrative, what they were doing was contrasting that with their own vaccines that did not use this particular development to try to present their vaccine as being safer or less gross than a vaccine derived with the use of monkeys. So you can read that. That, if you want to see if it's misinformation or not, came from Business Insider by way of Yahoo! There you go. And speaking of social media, yours truly. I am on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/Mike's Daily Podcast. You can also find a link at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. I have one new subscriber. Woo! One new subscriber. I had 112 total views of videos, which ooh, Mike, wow. That's nothing I know it is nothing But still it's more than I expect Ever And apparently there was 324 minutes watched Of my podcast Now my podcasts If you have not checked them out On YouTube It's just the audio But I include the podcast picture On it I don't videotape my Doing the podcast Because that I'm sure would be as boring as Watching paint dry but there are these little videoettes that I do These little short clips For each FF episode That you can watch in between each podcast So you can check that out There's a link at com. We're outside a cafe anyway Somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton Look who's here Hi, It's Benita the Rodeo Queen Hey, Here's my host Kelly It's just going to feel better there Tell you what What? I'm going to change my name to Clem Fandango. Oh, that's a pretty name. Look, who else is here? That was a reference to Toast. Anybody watch that Toast of London show? Hello, Mark. I'm in house How's right now? I was talking to somebody today about all the 70s and 80s television. Marky Post recently passed. That was Night Court. Oh, we talked. There's a... There's a lot of Grown men today When they were little boys They loved the marquee post And who was the other one? Erin Gray She was on Buck Rogers And Silver Spoons And just all the actors and actresses Of that time period From um, With Growing Pains And Facts of Life And Different World And Cosby Show And all the other shows That People were watching that had teenagers on it And and everybody I guess what I'm saying is I remember a lot of television And I was talking to somebody About Dynasty And uh, oh Soap There was the TV show Soap from the 70s That was really bizarre Billy Crystal was on that His character was gay And uh, From what I last heard That was the very first gay character on a sitcom ever on television A recurring gay character And that was Billy Crystal Who is heterosexual, but he was Yes, and that was also the show that had the character Benson with Robert Guillaume Who I later saw perform uh, for the Phantom of the Opera Live on stage Was at the Schubert Theater, Century City, somewhere in that vicinity In California So my point being, I remember so much television from the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, even some of the O's. But man, nowadays, I don't know what's going on. I I watch only like British stuff. And Toast of London was one of them with Matt Berry. But now I'm hooked on Father Brown, the more recent Father Brown, not the 1970s Father Brown. So that's how I'm doing it, Brewmaster. Drink my root beer, I'll kill you. All right. I will. Thank you for the, suge- the suggestion. Yeah. Nilly's here today, so that's great. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Banner vega Valentino, and Bison Bentley. Nilly's a horse. Yeah. Tell me what you think about anything we covered today. 336MM three, three, daily. That's three plus three equals six MM is the Mike Matthews daily, isn't what this podcast tries to be. It has been for a couple of days. It's time to ride on out of Cafe Anyway. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated at all times. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at Podcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye!